0: Right, so just in case I do forget about it, this Seth Rollins Roman Reigns storyline is so damn good because not only is it turning Seth Rollins back into a super duper babyface, but now that Paul Heyman is no longer with Roman Reigns is losing his mind and he's all paranoid and he can't take it anymore. And for once, WWE isn't looking into a camera like I'm doing right now, going, "Here's the narrative." They're kind of letting you figure it out for yourself. That does not mean that SmackDown was the perfect show, which is great for me. Simon Miller here at What Culture Wrestling waving at you like this is a kids tv show because i have the finger of power which also sounds like something from a kids tv show the point is i'm gonna take it and give the good bits an up and the bad bits are down for the latest episode of wwe SmackDown. Usos were in the ring to start SmackDown and they basically wanted to tell Roman Reigns how much they loved him. Which is a smart move because if you do this, he won't kill you. Roman Reigns was soon here too and it was all about the fact that he is now the longest reigning Universal Champion ever. And I'm pretty sure the Usos are also the longest reigning SmackDown Tag Team Champions ever. So this is just a terrific group because I'm a nerd. I couldn't help but sit there and think. If only we pushed all wrestlers this way, think of all the stars. Michael Cole also had his own stat because he said that Roman was also the most arrogant champion of all time and he delivered it like it was fact. There's no debating about it. If you're looking for ego in the world of sports entertainment, he is right there with absolutely lovely hair. And then Roman did start to talk and of course he said somebody's name. So you already know what happened. It was of course Seth Rollins and the brand split now is just completely dead. And Michael Cole was back and he was all, like oh well this is because it's Raw Rumble season and I was like that makes absolutely no sense it's like me saying I want to be bald and then wearing a wig <laughs> yes it's an interruption but just store that in the back of your brain for two seconds. These two started throwing bombs at each other as well with Seth Rollins even going as far to say it was me and Mox that used to back you up so the internet melted down John Moxie's name on WWE TV and all you've done now is moved on to the Usos because if you try to take on somebody one-on-one you lose. Brain snap back that John Cena must have written this promo for Seth because it's the same old stuff it's all boring boring and he was all like look when it gets to the Royal Rumble as premium live event I don't even need my boys in fact they're going not to be at ringside now put your hand up if you believe that hand comes down. Thankfully Rollins is not an idiot so he said okay let's write this into the contract because if I and a mystery partner take on the Usos later and beat them it does have to be a one-on-one match and those two people behind you are not allowed out. The Usos then laugh because nobody is going to team with this fool. <laughs> we We've got another interruption because it was none other than Raw Kevin Owens. Now again, seeing the brand split just thrown into the ground makes me sad in my tum-tum. But I love KO. The crowd love KO. So it made me pleased. We then got this extra caveat that we will do this tag team match in our main event. But if Seth and Kevin lose, Seth Rollins also loses his title match at the premium live event. So the stakes had been raised. I thought this was a really nice way to kick things off and it definitely set the scene. But bring it down. That was two interruptions. It goes up to 21 in WWE and 34 overall. And how are we above 20 in WWE already? If you haven't noticed, we're still in January. But moving that to one side. Up. WWE then had to go 50-50 man it's such a shame too because when mad cat moss did beat kofi kingston last week i was like okay that's cool we definitely have something with moss and while i do like his stupid gimmick when we are done with it and we give him a serious edge honestly you could push this guy he could clearly do something instead we just had kofi kingston versus mad cat moss round two And this week, Kofi won. So even though we'd taken two steps forward seven days ago, now we've gone back and we're in the exact same place. And honestly, you try and get to any destination by doing that and you're going to end up where you began, and there was some fun to this because beforehand, man, Cat Moss and Happy Corbin were just like, <laughs> "Kofi Kingston, such a buffoon," and because Kofi wanted some backup, he introduced Big E to the scene, and we've already talked about the brand split, but it's Big E, and I also love him, so this was pretty damn good. And eventually, Happy Corbin was trying to cast a distraction. Big E took him out, and then from nowhere, Kofi just kicked mad Cat Moss right in the head. Biggie also slammed Corbin with the big ending afterwards. And I really like Kobe Kingston, I like Biggie, and I like Happy Corbin, and I like Mad Cat Moss. But I couldn't get past the fact that we had done a rematch for no reason. I mean, you may as well have gone, well, it's because we had eggs for breakfast. And that, like I say, we just had the other guy win, because last week the other guy lost. I do want to take this moment, though, to give it up to Happy Corbyn and Mad Cat Moss. Their act is so goofy, but I genuinely enjoy it each and every single week. And when it comes to Baron Corbyn, this man is like a chameleon these days. You can just say, hey, can you do this? And he goes, "Okay, I'll go and do it. So, yeah, up. I think the main reason this got me is that seconds later, quite literally seconds later... WWE went and did the same flabbing thing again. Because last week, Aaliyah had indeed become a world record holder when she had beaten Natalya in like 3.2 seconds. So this week, we did the match again... And of course, we made sure that Natty got hers. I mean, it only went two minutes, and the referee stopped it when he watched Natalia and he thought, no. Even though this is a fight, I kind of think you're beating her up too much, so I'm going to call for the bell. And it was a disqualification. And if somebody could tell me why this was a DQ, finally, I'll be able to unglue my hands from my face. It then got even worse because from nowhere, Zia Lee was back. Now I like Zia Lee, and I think her entrance is great. But she has been gone for 68 years, and given she's meant to be a superhero. Well, what a crappy hero. Summer so Rae was at ringside and we also teased we were going to do something with her. But of course, that was more an advert for the Raw Rumble, which is happening in like 10 days. And I didn't get any of this. Like last week, I thought, OK, cool. Now we're doing something with Aaliyah. But now we're just here. and I don't know why. Point is, I'm giving it a down. Short matches were the name of the game on this week's episode of SmackDown 2. Because next up, it was Los Lafarios versus the Viking Raiders. And look, at least this tied into the story, that I can stomach. Because of course Eric and Ivar are the number one contenders and we're not going to do anything with Angel girls and Humberto Carrera for some reason. So these two just ran through them. They hit the Viking experience on Humberto and they beat him for the three. So you can't get mad about that and eventually I guess we will get to the Usos versus the Viking Raiders, which should actually be a pretty good damn match. A quick warning while we are here too. WWE has decided their word for WrestleMania in 2022 is going to be stupendous. And they said it so many times on this show that not only has it lost all meaning, but I may even start a damn counter. And then it was another two-minute match. I mean, I suppose at least the entire show was balanced. But it was Naomi versus Charlotte Flair. And I kind of knew going in a bit WWE just treats this as one big angle. And they absolutely did treat it as one big angle. I mean, before we even started, Sonya Deville just came out. and She was like, I'm going to be the special guest referee. So Naomi, you may be in a little bit of trouble. But if it does end with Naomi finally kicking Sonya's ass, then we should be like, oh man, there it is. I'm so satisfied. And at one point, Naomi had the damn thing won here because she had hit the rear view But because DeVille had taken a tumble to the outside, she was all like, oh man, I'm taking so long to get back in there. Oh, can you believe it? Charlotte kicked out. It annoyed Naomi so much, she forgot she was in the match. So Charlotte applied the figure eight and she got the win. The best part of all of this is that on commentary, Pat McAfee just went, what the Bret Hart is going on? And again, as long as we do get to this match, which seems like we are going to, I'll talk about it in just one second. And Naomi destroys Sonya DeVille and then goes back to being pushed to the moon. All of this will be fine. Like, at least it's a coherent storyline that makes sense. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins were then backstage. And KO said that he owes the Usos one because if it wasn't for them, right now he would be you, the Universal Champion. So I'm starting to think maybe, just maybe, we're going to do Seth versus Kevin at WrestleMania. And I process it through my system. (laughs) Well, that was robot breaking down. I'd be all right with it. So that would be one of my dreams coming true. And then another one did actually come to happenstance, whatever that means. Because I said last week, we should turn this in show into a weekly thing. So out came Sami Zayn and he's doing exactly that. Because the whole point is to outdo Johnny Knoxville at his jackass stuff. Because of course, Johnny Knoxville is trying to outdo Sami Zayn at his wrestling stuff. So he basically had like this cattle prod here he was like oh man it's so powerful it could take out a rhino and then he started zapping himself and Sammy's saying is so damn entertaining for some reason this was joyous I mean seriously you could tell him he has to tag with a carton of orange juice and somehow I'd be like you know what those two should be the tag team champions and eventually he got interrupted by Johnny Knoxville so bring it down put the plus ones where they need to be this is absolutely getting out of control. Now, Johnny wanted to see this cattle prod because he's been around a lot of these kind of weapons and he thought something was off. And Sammy was like, absolutely not. Now, of course, the point of this is that Sammy Zane hadn't turned it on. He was just goofing around. So, all right. Listen to my words. Listen to my words. Johnny Knoxville <laughs> took it, turned it on and started... To zap Sami Zayn right in the middle of the ring. And if that is not the axe of some kind of psychopath, I don't know what is. The whole thing finished off when Knoxville took Sami and threw him over the top rope again. And of course, all of this will culminate at the Royal Rumble. And while in many ways this was gibberish, I've already made my point about Sami Zayn and he is getting it up. Also, I do quite like Johnny Knoxville. Before we do move on, though, if anybody from WWE is watching, can you please take this electric stick and never use it again? If you're an old-school wrestling fan like me, every time you see it, you have horrible, horrible flashbacks. If you know, you know. Eric Bischoff, for some reason, was then talking to Adam Pearce in the back. And did anybody explain this? No, they did not. But eventually, Sonya Deville walked in and Eric must have riled up Adam because he was like, I didn't appreciate what you did earlier with Sonya Deville. So next week, we're gonna do that match. I mean, I've no idea, but we have teased this so many times now. Just do it. Have Naomi win. Let's move on to something else. WWE has absolutely lost it too because this episode of SmackDown was just littered with rematches. I don't mind one rematch here. I don't mind two rematches there. But when you get to this point, I was like, have I already watched this episode of SmackDown? Have I pushed play? And am I watching the wrong episode? So you can take this stuff too far. (laughs) It's got to get it down. The thing is, it was Ricochet versus Sheamus who has his stalker Ridge Holland back by his side. These two guys are incapable of having a bad match. So I do have to give it up. It's not like everything else because they only got a few minutes, but they've got this whole thing down. In the sense, Seamus just beats the crap out of Ricochet. And then the other Irishman comes back and he just flies around the place. I mean, it is really good to watch. Ricochet did really screw things up when he went for this dive outside, and Sheamus just kneed him right in the face. I was like, that's it. He's dead. He's never going to walk again. And then he put him back in the ring, and he gave him the bro kick to get the one, two, three, and the victory. And please let us do something more with Sheamus. And please, for the love of everything, let us do something with Ricochet. How can you have somebody so talented and yet, for some reason, have no plans? More bizarreness then followed, because we had another backstage skit where Rick Boogs and his new haircut and she. Nakamura were walking through the backstage area and Jeff Jarrett just walked up to them and he went, Hey, I'm Jeff Jarrett. And Rick Boogs went, Oh man, great is Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff Jarrett, What's your name? He went, Oh, my name's Rick Boogs. And then they kind of danced for a bit. That's what happened. I mean, does WWE have an open door policy now? Because if so, I'll turn up on SmackDown. (laughs) Can you imagine all the reports? And then some bald guy was just hanging around for some reason. I mean, it would make about as much sense as this. WWE, I think, hated me this week too. Because then we got to our main event, which I was very excited about. It ended in a disqualification. And look, I totally get it. The Usos are the tag team champions, so you probably don't want to beat them. And Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, well, you have to make sure they get the victory somehow because we're definitely going to do Seth versus Roman at the Royal Rumble premium live event. But when you just do the same thing as you always do, which is disqualification or count out or that person got beaten up too much, it just gets really boring. Like, how can you tell stories if sometimes people don't get upset and if sometimes people don't Win! I mean, you just can't get your head around it and i got to give it a down. Boring Miller is back though because the match was so damn good. Look at me getting mad that the match was good because it does get upsetting because you're like, man, Seth Rollins, he's great. Kevin Owens, he's great. Jimmy and Jay, they're doing their thing and I could watch them all day long. But then you kind of think about it after it ended in disqualified and you're like, well, it was just a little bit crap now, wasn't it? But still, I'm giving it up. They got some serious time, which was the best part, but also they worked in teams. So we know what Jimmy and Jay are all about. They've been doing this. For years, but also Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens have this, they're kind of friends, but they're not friends, but they definitely want to win mentality. So everybody was working in duos. I liked it. We then had all the near fools too, including a Samoan drop, a pop-up power bomb. And Owens's frankly crazy fisherman super blex buster thing from the top rope. And while I never actually believed any of them would get the one, two, three, they did make me bite just a little bit. What would have been far better though is that as soon as Seth had given the curb stop to Jimmy, he would have bent over, hooked the leg, and managed to get the pinfall. But instead, if you can believe it, Roman Reigns saw this, who had been backstage watching this from a very normal position because he is a top star and he doesn't have to watch TV like this and he gave Seth Rollins the Superman punch. Now, on the one hand, I get it, Roman's out of control right now, and he was scared that Seth Rollins was going to win, but on the other, he didn't know this for sure. Like, it was such a gamble, so essentially, he caused the disqualification just because we need a main event at the Royal Rumble. And if this didn't happen, we wouldn't be able to have it. The fans booed the hell out of this too because, of course, they want clean finishes as well. But look, it was a very entertaining end to SmackDown. It does mean we get to do Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. And I don't want that to go away. Not only do I think it's going to be fantastic, I think it will ensure that Seth Rollins goes back to being a good guy. And that maybe, just maybe he becomes the universal champion. I know big words, but that's how I feel. Which brought us to the end of another episode of SmackDown, and I tell you, this was a difficult one. Like, I wanted to enjoy it, and when we were firing on all cylinders, I was like, man, this is great. But given that Sami Zayn has recently re-signed with WWE, and given that I'm such a big Sami Zayn fan, overall, I'm going to give it an up. That's right. It's the power of insane. Now, please do leave a comment below and let us know what you thought about last night's episode of Smackdown. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Don't do that. Make sure you check out all our articles over at whatculture.com. and There's a written version of Ups and Downs as well. We have a ton of videos. Go watch whichever one you fancy. And also, we're on social media. We'd love to see you. My name is Simon for What Culture, the master of the ups and downs. Even though that makes no sense, there's no kind of competition. So how can I call myself that? But I do. Have a great day. See you soon.